The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now. Visit winbet.com, W-Y-N-N-Bet.com, and start winning today. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you in part by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based stock market-style game where you buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use the promo code SGP to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And, of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Find it in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store, the SGPN app. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, T.J. Reeves. Yes, indeed. Hello there. Welcome into our latest edition of our boxing podcast. We go over the sweet science, everything that's happening, including an ESPN show coming on Saturday night from Atlanta. The WBO 130-pound world title, Jamel Herring, makes the third defense of his championship. He will do so against a former American Olympian, former WBO featherweight champion Shakur Stevenson, unbeaten rising star. Great matchup. We're looking forward to talking all about it, and we'll hear from the champ. The champ is here, Jamel Herring, uh, in a few moments. Uh, A reminder, however and wherever you found this podcast, make sure that you subscribe to it, whether you found a social media link, whether you found it through our partners at Sports Gambling Podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows, and SportsGamblingPodcast.com. Subscribe, 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 Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, it comes automatically to you on Friday, primarily as we head into the weekend and preview the fights. Sometimes we are back uh, in the recap mode, bonus podcasts, you get those automatically if you are following or subscribing, so please do so. Let me welcome in my wingman, senior writer, bigfightweekend.com, Marquise John's back with me for another week. We got a bunch, a bunch to cover on the podcast. How you feeling, Week Sauce? Pretty good, TJ. Really motivate to see what's going on for the rest of October here in terms of uh, FICE as, as we wind on the rest of the year. Yeah, Herring Stevenson will be the big one ESPN for Saturday. Straight ahead, we'll hear from Jamel Herring later in the program off of the win by Emmanuel Navarrete last weekend in San Diego, that top-ranked ESPN main event. Gail Falkenthal will be here. Love Gail's insight based out of San Diego where that fight was. Look forward to talking with her about Navarrete. She'll help us preview Herring and Stevenson. Look forward to that in a few moments um uh, i know we're going to talk to the champ here in a couple of minutes it's really neat we're going to say this a couple of times it's neat that he's gotten to this moment is it not marquise where this is a guy that has uh, worked his way up without a lot of help and a lot of accolades and he's getting the biggest attention the biggest payday of his career jamel herring uh, in what will be a real challenge against stevenson but good for him that he's on this stage right 
Yeah, absolutely, TJ. No, this is going to be a huge fight for him. And it's amazing that his story has lead up, led up to this. He, essentially, TJ, at some point, someone's going to write this movie. I hope we're in it. And I hope we get to be a, a part of this remake of pretty much of Cinderella Man because it's, it, his story pretty much up and down from forgetting the belt and then currently where it is now is amazing. U.S. Marine as well. So we're anxious to hear from Jamel in a few moments. A couple of things by way of news. Uh, at least here in recent days. Uh, wait a minute. What do I see? We are going to have allegedly, presumably, once again rescheduled Teofimo Lopez, George Cambosis. Oh, looky here, back at the Hulu Theater adjacent to the Madison Square Garden Big Arena. Uh, late November, Marquis, you wrote about this late in the week. So the Hulu Theater, which kept its deposit, by the way, from Triller on the canceled fight, now ends up with a new deposit from Matchroom Boxing and DAZN, and allegedly we get Lopez Cambosis at the end of November. What do you think, Marquise, about this? I, I think we get it, TJ, only for the simple fact that it's a chance for Eddie Hearn to uh, stick it to, to Bob Ehrman top rank, and I know how uh, Eddie Hearn loves doing things like this and making events. He made it a, an event for uh, Mikey Garcia losing to my, uh, uh, beautiful Sandor Martin this past mm. week, having Devin Haney and Timo Lopez, you know, mixing it up in beautiful Fresno out of all places, TJ, for this fight in New York next month and his mandatory. Uh, I think we get it, but I, I, I got to preface it by saying, TJ, this is the ninth time this fight's been changed. No one cares wow. until this fight actually, actually happens and when the bell rings. <laughs> and again, we still have about five, six weeks before the end of November, before it would happen. You mentioned Lopez sparring verbally with Devin Haney. We wrote about that on the site. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know when those guys are going to fight. The question becomes, will Haney fight Jojo Diaz coming up? Diaz's fight with Ryan Garcia is off. We got a lot of injuries. Diaz's fight with Ryan Garcia is off. Garcia hurt his hand, hand surgery for him. Is Diaz going to fight Haney next? Is that going to come in the in the WBC world of the lightweights? It, it, TJ, this this fight should have happened already. I, at one point, Devin Haney at, at, at the beginning of this year was sentenced to two mandatories: the winner of uh, Javier Fortuna and JoJo Diaz, which would have been JoJo Diaz, and then uh, eventually the winner of uh, a Ryan Garcia fight, which never ever happened. So at some point, the WBC well. The WBC needs to do a lot of things. One of them is actually work, TJ, and order this fight to actually happen. Otherwise, we're going to get the same thing we're having with uh, with and Garcia is not going to be available to early next year, right? So, I mean, you need to try to set this up. It's going to be at least January, February before Ryan Garcia. You need to set up the Haney fight for December, January, something like that with Jojo Diaz. Get both guys in shape. Let's do it. What's hard yeah. about this? What's complicated? I at this point, TJ, I don't know what's complicated about this. The fight needs to be made. The, the, the money is there, supposedly, from, uh, from Eddie Hearn, who's offered it, allegedly, which is, you know, take, take, take Eddie Hearn with the grain of sand it is. But he says he threw the money out there already. So if, if, he, if he has the contract and it's all, these guys are on the zone, these guys fight on the zone, I don't know what we're really waiting on. And at this point, these guys both need fights. I mean, last time we all saw Devin Haney, TJ, he was out at, at, at this Fresno fight watching Mikey Garcia lose, or he was outside his house in Vegas chopping wood. So these guys <laughs> need to do something sooner or later. And uh, just talking on the internet doesn't working out for us speaking of injuries a couple of more dillian white has pulled out of his fight that was to have been next weekend in london at the o2 arena citing a shoulder injury the uh camp of otto valin is very skeptical about that shoulder injury uh the motivation would be that they're somehow trying to bypass the risk of losing to valin and go ahead and try to fight tyson fury so here we go with the conspiracy theory that suddenly Wilder, or I'm sorry, uh, White shoulder hurts. This is a guy that's been involved 
in previous drug suspensions. Uh, dubious, dubious all around Dillian White, including him being knocked out a year ago by Alexander Povetkin. Do you buy this as a legitimate injury here, or is this a maneuver to try to make sure he can fight Tyson Fury next? Uh, TJ, until I see an, an actual medical report showing everyone was, I, I, I am in the camp thing that this is a, a power play to get Dillian White that, as we all know, TJ, from Eddie Hearn himself, the 600-plus-day mandatory challenger, despite losing to Alexander Povetkin in between all of that, you know, take from, you know, does, did, that didn't happen at all. But supposedly he's a mandatory challenger. And he, they're trying to, you know, push your bat, eggs in that basket because pretty much TJ, he, he can't do it with Anthony Joshua because Anthony Joshua has, has to fight Alexander Usyk again. So, Everyone's chasing Tyson Fury, obviously, for various reasons. I don't, I don't think White really had a soldier injury. I, 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 I don't blame Waleed for wanting to see the paperwork. But and it's, it's let's weird. hope the WBC does the right thing, which comes down and says you're not fighting Tyson Fury before you fight Valeen, which is what we ordered. Uh, Valeen has won a couple of fights since he lost himself to Tyson Fury. We'll see what happens for that part of the heavyweight division. And yet another injury. You were writing about this on Thursday on the website on BigFightWeekend.com, Marquise. Josh Taylor, the undisputed 140-pound champ, the super lightweight uh, undisputed champion. He's out. Knee injury, correct, for him on his title defense? Yeah, he has a knee injury, TJ, and then he won't be. They pushed this fight back. There's this mandatory with Jack Catterall, who took step aside money for that the, the undisputed fight to take place back in May, where Josh Taylor beat Jose Ramirez. So that's that's been pushed back again until February for him at this point. And I'm really intrigued, TJ. At this point, after Catterall, does Josh Taylor stay at 140? If he stays at 140, it has to be for a big fight. That big fight, I'm, I'm assuming, is Tiafimo Lopez. That, that's been, been well marketed and documented at this point. Or if Josh Taylor moves up. All right, we'll see what happens with Taylor and what happens there. Are you ready to talk to the champ, Marquise Johns? Uh, let's do that right now. Saturday night, top-ranked boxing, Atlanta, Georgia world title fight. Let's get to the conversation. As mentioned, it is our pleasure to bring in the WBO junior lightweight world champ, Jamel Herring gets set to defend against Shakur Stevenson Saturday night, ESPN in Atlanta, and the champ is here. Good to have him on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Jamel, the countdown on to a Saturday night, uh, and I know you're anxious to get out there on a big stage in an important fight coming up. How are things? Everything's, everything's good. Everything's good. Can't complain. Um, healthy overall healthy feeling strong um my mind's in a good place i'm just ready to go you mentioned that you was in a good place with this jamel and uh you, you've been holding on to this this uh, wbo belt for about at least uh two years and running at this point i saw you when right. you won back in 2019 uh why has your mindset been, been different since you've held this belt pretty much almost two almost two and a half years and counting going on here um for the most part i, I remain the same i'm the same jamel as always but um I think uh, if anything to change, it's my mindset as, as, as being a world champion. You know, feeling feeling that I belong on that elite level with, with the rest of the um, top contenders and champions in the division. So definitely, um, it's been like more of a boost of, a boost of confidence in, in my self-belief. But outside of the ring, I, you know, I just remain the same. You got a huge win earlier this year, having to go all the way to the Middle East, to the United Arab Emirates, right. and beat Carl Frampton. Uh, a win like that over a quality fighter, adverse situation, having to go halfway around the world. What did you learn about yourself, and what did, what does it say for you to go get that win? Um, I, I learned for the most part that I'm, I'm a champion. What I mean by world champion is that you know I will travel the world, you know, to, to defend my title. 
and not only did I defend my title, but I, I did it in great fashion against a well-respected um, former world champion, a two-divisional world champion who's a three-time champion. So it, it was definitely it was definitely a great feeling, and, and it was like I said, um, a definitely um, a huge boost of confidence in my career. The one question I want to ask you, Jamil, actually, uh, speaking of, of this fight, this, this fight with Shakur Stevenson, pretty much leading up to it, uh, pretty much right. uh, ESPN and Top Rank pretty much mentioned beforehand the promotion of it. Uh, Tim Brelli was complaining about it last Friday about the tickets, yada, yada. The one thing <laughs> in, the, in the promotional package I recognized that he mentioned to it that he was complaining about was the fact that Stevenson wasn't exactly the guy he thought he was. He's pretty much leading up to this fight has called you all sorts of wacky names and all sorts of fun stuff. I, I know you're going to shrug this all up and this, this, he's trying to sell tickets, but at the end of the day, uh, Jamel, uh, do you really take any uh, any heat to any of this stuff? Because you've gone through this before with several fights before of you being the underdog, you being, you know, counted right. out, B-side, yada, yada, whatever, whatever word you want to use, just in general. Um, no, no, you know, for me, Marquis, there's been no, there's no, no pressure or heat on me. Um, I, I've been, I've been on the end of, um, of Bradley's criticism as well in the past. You know, after especially yeah, after the, I, I believe the, oh yeah, after the old Kendall fight and everything like that. But, um, you know, being a Marine, you gotta have thick skin. You know, and you gotta, you gotta like learn how to take also instructive criticism. So, uh, I like, I actually missed that part of the broadcast, but I heard about it. And but I, I but I, I mainly heard it was more towards you know Shakur Stevenson and, and, and star power and, and and him being the draw, but you know for me like we all know that I actually wanted the fight to be at home in the Garden you know in New York, but it, it is what it is. I, I don't you know what I mean I don't, I don't really dig into that. If anything, I, I'm just ready. I just do it. I, I just go get the date, go to training camp, you know, training, training, train hard. And just you know, focus on the man in front of me. I don't, I don't really get into the politics or, you know, the setting of things leading up to the fight. Voice of Jamel Herring with us for another moment or two on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. The WBO Junior Lightweight Champ will defend his 130-pound title against Shakur Stevenson. Marquee fight ESPN Saturday night, and we love him spending a couple of minutes with us here. I just I thought while you were saying this that I put out there uh, at one point I used the phrase "ex Marine Jamel Herring." You popped in on social <laughs> media and immediately corrected me and said, "No such thing, TJ." As oh, you have to. You have to. If I don't correct it, thank you. If I, if I don't correct it, then. I get corrected by our fellow Marines as well. And, you know, we go by the, the model, once a Marine, always a Marine. So, right. yeah, I was like, let me, let me correct that now before I did jump on me for not correcting me. I love it. I have a brother-in-law <laughs> that is a Marine and have a and yeah. have another relative that is a Marine. And you're right. I mean, you've been through and seen things uh, that, uh, that make a boxing ring probably look tame in some regards. So nobody should ever question you. We'll just prop you up Thank you. on, Thank on you. that part. All right, I don't expect a lot of strategy or how-to in this fight, but what do you believe this fight will come down to for you to be successful? Um, activity, activity rate. Um, we know Shakur is, is really good at picking opponents apart at his own pace, and his pace isn't, isn't very high. Which is, which which is why he probably gets criticized himself at times. So you gotta basically make you gotta make make him uncomfortable at times and make him fight when he doesn't want to fight. And you gotta but you gotta keep that same energy and pace throughout twelve hard rounds because I I don't expect the fight to be easy. I'm not overlooking anyone, but these are just certain things that I, that, that I picture in my head right now. Marquise, anything else for Jamel? 
Actually, yeah, a couple of things, actually. Uh, one thing, uh, Jamal, you mentioned uh, uh, training, uh, pretty much preparing for this fight. Uh, right. I know you're going to tell me training camp was great, so I'll skip you that question, but I'll ask you this instead. <laughs> what have you done different this go-around against Stevenson over out here in Colorado Springs? Well, it's funny because I actually thought something was wrong in training camp because I, it's, it's, it's been a while since I had a camp with no postponements. You know, the Kendall situation, That's I had true. the COVID postponement. You know, the <laughs> fight, he had messed his hand up, so we had to postpone that. Then the changes from London to Dubai. That was a postponement. So it's crazy. Like, we actually actually had a camp that I actually went from start to finish with no interruptions. And mm. things just went – things really – like, I can say things really went great. I don't have any aches or pains or any nagging little small injuries of that nature. And But um, what we did differently was we just basically upped the ante in terms of um the work rate. You know, we got – because like I, I just mentioned before, you got to – you gotta set a pace, and you have to you have to try to carry keep that pace throughout twelve rounds, or how long as it possibly may the fight may end. Um, so those are things that we worked on, and so basically, I could say we worked on just um, conditioning a lot, very a lot a lot of uh, emphasis and conditioning, and this is which is the reason why we are um, training the high elevation of Colorado Springs. One more before you go. You obviously have earned this. How satisfying is it to be involved in a marquee fight against a former U.S. Olympian who's unbeaten, ESPN featuring it, biggest payday uh, that you've had? How satisfying is all of that? I know winning the fight is the most important thing, but the other stuff, how satisfying? I mean, it's great for starters just to be in another big fight in 2021. So, you know, I'm actually hoping that with a victory here that I can at least be nominated and mentioned for being fighter of the year. So these are the things that, that I look towards to. And, of course, of course, you know, the, the, the payday is great. But, you know, I always want to set goals that I can look back on and, and be proud of. So it's definitely a, a huge honor just to be on the big stage again with, with ESPN and top rank and fighting for a, a fight that could potentially land me as being, you know, fight of the year or even just cracking the, the pound for pound list. Fair enough on that one. I jokingly say that Marquise is on his way to come cover this fight in Atlanta. Jamel's a very elusive fighter in the ring. Just be elusive and stay away from Marquise, if at all possible, after the fight is over with. Use those same skills and avoid him at all costs. We kid because we care and because it's true. Uh, Jamel treat. <laughs> Thank you for being with us uh, here on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. Go get them Saturday night against Shakur Stevenson. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Joy talking with Jamel Herring. Jamel and Shakur Stevenson Saturday night, Atlanta State Farm Arena, downtown Atlanta. ESPN will televise. Looking forward to talking more about this coming up. Marquis, standby. Gail Falkenthal joins our conversation. The PR pro from San Diego. She will be with us. As we continue uh, at Rock Along towards the weekend. But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing you the excitement of Win Las Vegas to the online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Go to your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. 
And WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users can bet a dollar and win a hundred bucks off any sport. Plus, you can get up to fifteen hundred dollars on a free bet with WinBet if you make a first deposit of twenty dollars or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it two hundred percent. If you bet a hundred dollars, you'll get a two hundred dollar bet. Your maximum wager bet is $750 for a $1,500 match. You've got great promos, odds, and payouts happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to in-game odds in every major sport, you have what you need to win. If you're ready to play, sign up today. Get the special offer, risk-free, $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. For WinBet, we are also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs are in full swing, and PropSwap is your home for the best World Series futures. And all season long, PropSwappers have been finding the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Use the promo code SGP, and your first deposit for PropSwap will double up to 5 Hundred dollars, Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased can be resold at any time through PropSwap, so your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, it's where America buys and sells sports bets. And we're brought to you in part by Prediction Strike. Do you wish that you could have stock in a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey? Well, now Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's like Robin Hood and DraftKings had a baby. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so that they can make more money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players. Start investing in them. Download the Prediction Strike app right now in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store or sign up at PredictionStrike.com and create an account. Use the code SGP, then deposit funds and buy, sell, and hold all of your futures on your favorite players. Use that promo code SGP. Get a free athlete share with your first deposit of up to $20 or more. Again, take advantage through the promo code SGP with Prediction Strike. We're also brought to you in part by Keeps, as Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair, guys. If you're follically challenged like I am, listen up. A convenient virtual doctor consults with you, gets you medication, and they deliver it straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. It's a low cost with treatment starting as low as $10 a month and keeps offers generic versions of their products. Discreet packaging, proven results. Keeps has more and more five-star reviews every day, every week than any of its competitors. The prevention of hair loss is the key. Treatment can take four to six months to see results, so you need to act right now. And if you're ready to act to prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash SGP. Get your first month of treatment for free with our offer. That's keeps at keeps.com slash SGP. Get your first month free with keeps, keeps.com slash SGP. 
And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. Back in once more as we get ready for the weekend that does feature Herring Stevenson, WBO Junior Lightweight World Championship coming on Saturday night in hot Atlanta. Always uh, love whenever we get different voices, different insight. As Marquise Johns is always hanging with me as my wingman here on the podcast, senior writer, bigfightweekend.com. Let's welcome in the PR pro from San Diego. I love the ring to that. Gail Falkenthal back aboard uh, here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Gail was there for last Friday night's win by Emmanuel Navarrete, WBO featherweight world title fight. Got great insight on everything. She was also there for Fury Wilder 3. She's been putting up with Marquise. Uh, which we'll get to in a second. Gail, how are you? Good to have you back here aboard on the podcast. Thank you, Jens. Reporting in a stone's throw from Marine Corps Air Station Miramar, formerly the Top Gun School of Movie I love fame. It. I love it. Um, Emmanuel Navarrete, you were there. Decision win over Joette Gonzalez. Give me a couple of thoughts, please. If we hadn't just seen what is absolutely without question going to end up being the fight of the year in Las Vegas between those two wacky heavyweights uh, <laughs> with the runner up being the almost forgotten Burchelt Valdez fight. Mm-hmm. This would have been a contender. It was all action from the start in somewhat of an unexpected way because Joe Gonzalez doesn't have the best outings in the last couple of fights. Yes, he is coming off a win after losing to Shakur Stevenson, who we're going to see this weekend. But not that much was expected. A good effort, an honest effort, but we got a terrific effort, especially under duress, because guys, as bad as that face looked on television, wow, it was worse in person. That Mm. was ugly. Let me tell you. Uh, Mike Basil earned his pay and then some and a bonus for keeping that under control. But just such an exciting fight. Both guys had their supporters in the house. It's odd to me that here we are in a major American city sitting right across the Mexican border with a dual metro area of six million people. And we don't have more major boxing cards here. Let me tell you, it also helped that the crowd was so into it and the guys could clearly hear that and it was a great effort lots of fun to watch all around 
you know, Gail, to pick up on the crowd, actually, because I want to ask you about that, because as, as you know, you're, you were there at the fight on the West Coast where it started at a, at a reasonable hour. Everywhere else in the United States, the fight ended on the East Coast, I think about 2, 12 a.m., I want to say. It was pretty late, and it was up there. But the one thing I, I thought was interesting about, the, about that, Gail, was when uh, during that card did the crowd start flowing into it? Because from the very beginning of the, the prelim card, they were kind of quiet. And then I think by the time towards like the co-main, when they had uh, Centillium, I want to say, fighting, then they started picking up noise. Was that, was that pretty much the case for that fight last Friday? You know, they were in place fairly early. You know, okay. we've both been to enough major boxing cards that, you know, the first couple of fights, it's, it's your family. It's, <laughs> it's the guys from the gym. It's your yeah. friends, right? Um, the, degenerates, the degenerates, Gail, that might have money on the fight. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the one guy that's always yelling, shoot the jab. Yeah, that, that guy's always there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the, the most dreaded sort of screaming comment, just second to, it's in the hole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, they were in place. Uh, the supporters, though, really didn't start rallying in a serious way until the hometown crowd's guy, Giovanni Santian, came into the ring. Okay. Um, facing a guy literally from right across the border uh, in Angel Ruiz. So they both had their their crowds in the house. They also really went to it. So they were a dandy little warm up for what Navarrete and Gonzalez turned out to be. Um and I can only imagine that some of the crowd, gosh, if they haven't been going to Mexican League soccer games uh, across the border, maybe they're a little rusty. But once it got rolling, they got rolling. And the craft beer was on, and they were having a good time. Love all of this. We love Gail Falkenthal, the PR pro from San Diego, at PR Pro San Diego on social media, writes for ComDigi News, writes for NewYorkFights.com. Love Gail's insight based out of San Diego, California, where, again, she saw Emmanuel Navarrete in person, who has been on quite a roll. What does that help me, both of you? I think it's nine championship wins that he now has uh, in the last two and a half years of fights. That's a lot. I mean, you can question some of the competition, maybe, but that's a lot of championship wins. And that is a very active fighter. Gail, what do you believe is the future? How bright is the future for Navarrete here with what I laid out? He is clearly at the top of the food chain and needs to consolidate the division. He wants to do that. He looks good at this weight. This was only his second title defense. Um, you know, he's such an interesting fighter because He's like what you read in your science class about the bumblebee. You know, it's physics shouldn't allow it to fly, but it does. So Navarrete is just the most awkward looking guy in the ring. You know, he can't set his feet. He never throws a straight shot. He's the bumblebee of boxing. He gets it done nevertheless, no matter how sort of uh, rough around the edges he looks, no matter how his technique just seems to throw the book out the window. You know, he's aggressive. He connects. He has speed. His feet are sort of crazy all over the place, but it works for him. And it does have the advantage of keeping his opponents, you know, off guard. They never know what they're going to see from him. So he makes it a lot of fun for the fans. Even when there are no knockdowns in the Navarrete fight, there's crazy good action. So he's, he's, He's a winner all around from a fan's no perspective. Doubt. 
No doubt. I promise we're going to get to Herring and Stevenson back to that and get Gail's thoughts on that in just a second. But again, on the point about Navarrete at featherweight at 126, the two other quote unquote champions in the division, the WBA champion is Zoo Khan. The IBF champion is Kid Galahad. Both of those fighters controlled by matchroom boxing. Don't know how likely Navarrete is going to be able to fight either one of them. And of course, Gary Russell fights about once every presidential cycle for the presidential election. So he doesn't, the WBC champion, I don't think factors in here. He's also a premier boxing champions fighter, not, uh, you know, arch enemies, obviously with top rank point being, does Navarrete have to look at moving up again to 130? Does he have some hope that he can fight one of those guys that I just listed in a unification fight? You know, I, we're seeing the promoters come across the aisle when they need to. And top rank has been willing to, to play nice with others. I'd like to go a little bit farther down the rankings, actually, to another guy. I would love to see Navarrete square off against Mauricio Lara. That mm. is a banger. And once somebody has consolidated you know, belts there, then you've got a little more motivation for someone like a Kid Galahad to get on board and you know you still have floating around out there and no i doesn't have any belts to give up but leo santa cruz has not officially retired that's a good fight especially in southern california that's a huge draw and again when last we saw santa cruz he got starched by gervonta davis with a big bomb uppercut a year ago at this time, we may have seen him since then. Correct me if I'm wrong. My brain's all over the place. But obviously, on the biggest stage, he got knocked out there. So, uh, And Santa Cruz, a veteran um, as well. There's no doubt about that. We'll see what happens with Navarrete. All right, on to Saturday night's ESPN top-ranked boxing main event. We have already heard from Jamel Herring on our podcast before you have come on, Gail. Biggest moment, I don't think it's an exaggeration, biggest moment of his career here. Uh, national TV, biggest payday, quality, unbeaten, young opponent who many believe will beat him. What are your thoughts here as we get ready for this one? Because it's an intriguing situation. Older, veteran fighter, younger, rising fighter. Great matchup from that standpoint. But what do you think? It's such an interesting matchup. First of all, no matter what you think of either fighter, the odds makers have this Far too wide, far too wide, in my opinion. Um, Herring is going to give it his best effort. He is not going to get blown out. I don't think his pride is going to allow him to get blown out. He appears ultimately prepared. You know, he passes the eye test and then some. He's 11 years older than Stevenson, 11 years older. And, you know, in the ratio between 35 and 24, that's a lot. Big deal. He's the, so he's got the yep. advantage of experience. He's got the advantage of an iron steel wool, you know, focus in his mind, which I don't think Stevenson can match. Does he have the tools? Can he take a shot? Can he land a shot? There are a lot of questions. And I think in the first few rounds, we'll figure it out. And with Herring, he's one of those guys in the category of, oh, my God, man, don't get cut. Don't get cut. And he has been in several fights. 
but he's, he's given himself the best possible chance to take Stevenson out. He's in great condition. He's in a great place mentally. He seems to rattle Stevenson's cage a little bit emotionally, but Stevenson, if he has the tools we think he has, it's going to be a tough fight for Herring. And I think he's going to have a very difficult time winning on the cards if it's close. If it's close, a decision is going to Stevenson. He's going to need to either win the rounds overwhelmingly, knock him down, or knock him out to win. Want to follow up on that point, Gail? You just mentioned uh, we, we, when we had Jamel on. He mentioned to us pretty much uh, the, the way he one of one of his keys to win the fight. Obviously, he wants to win the fight, and he mentioned uh, just pick up the pace of the fight. Uh, pretty much, pretty much make the pace of it. I, I think he's going to make the pace of this fight Saturday night. And the one thing I thought was going to be interesting about that is, is that if he's making the pace, he's going to need to have to throw more. Dan Canobio on CompuBox earlier this week, guys, had a great uh, tweet mentioned about how both both these guys pretty much throw about thirty. P- punches around which is not exactly just your, your guesstimation do you think we'll get pretty much a tactical contest with these two southpaws or do you think we'll, we'll get something along the lines of a little more action like, like we had just past week on ESPN well I'm glad you mentioned the southpaws because that brings to mind something I wanted to mention if uh, listeners aren't aware mm-hmm. so Herring's got two losses on his record they're both the southpaws mm-hmm Southpaws are a problem for him. You know, it's hard to land that lead snappy jab for him on a southpaw. He's very well aware of this. He claims he's been working on it in the gym, and he certainly had a great training partner in Terrence Crawford. His move to that gym with Bomac and the whole crew there was the best possible thing he could have done in his career. They'll have him absolutely as prepared as he could be. If he is capable of winning, he has trained to win. Can he do it? You know, full disclosure, Marquis and I both know Jamel personally, but I think it is going, he's going to have to fight the fight of his life to do it. Mm-hmm. I think he can, um, but it's going to be a challenge. Voice of Gail Falkenthal with us for another moment or two. PR Pro San Diego. Love her. Uh, insight on the sweet science she knows it she's on it um it will be fascinated to see what happens in this showdown here for herring and good for him again as we talked with him earlier gail you've interviewed him as well you're talking about a two tour of duty in iraq marine where part of his tour was riding on top of a tank or a humvee as the gunner where you don't know with the next uh, 30 minutes, are we going to be under fire? Am I going to be taking fire? Am I going to return fire? You're wondering, am I going to live or die in a lot of those cases? So anybody that ever questions this guy, when you're waking up and doing that every day over in Iraq, which he was doing, I mean, fantastic that he has ascended to this point. I know you guys echo this, Marquise and Gail, that he's ascended to a point of a national television, world title fight, huge payday, Great for him, for his service, and for everything that he's done for this country. Uh, that is tremendous, that, that he has won out in that regard and has gotten the huge payday um, and, and made his way up to that. Now let's see if he, right, Gail and Marquise, now let's see if he can make the most of it. That's what we're tuning in for Saturday night to find out if he can. 
Let me tell you, he is a wonderful story for anybody aspiring to make something of their boxing career because he was originally with PBC, had two losses, and they parted ways with him. You know, when he was sort of on the journeyman trash heap of boxing and by sheer will and determination, clearly driven by his background in the military and the fact that he was the team captain of our Olympic boxing team, Mm -hmm. uh, what, nine years ago now? Right. He... He absolutely, through force of will and determination, made it happen. He is not naturally gifted. Yeah, he's tough, but whatever he has got to offer, he, you know, he chiseled it out of a rock like a sculptor looking at something, and he saw what was there when nobody else did. He made the right training move. It, it appears to me that nobody in boxing works harder. And in addition to all of this backstory, when he got back from Iraq, he had a daughter die of SIDS on Memorial Day. I mean, someday when the movie of this man's life is made, it's going to seem completely improbable. But, you know, good for him. He earned he absolutely earned his way to this night, uh, two nights away as we record this. Um, And no matter what happens to him. He's a guy that everyone could admire. Easy to root for. We love that. We love Gail Falkenthal hanging out with us. Uh, we'd love to have you back at a later date. Thank you for tolerating Marquise at the T-Mobile <laughs> Arena for Fury Wilder 3 and living to tell about it. Somebody had to watch after him. We appreciate that. I, I had to talk him down of, you know, in regard to a serious food incident. I don't know if he's eating <laughs> that on the show. I'll leave that to him. Leave it Should to our imagination, to too, as well. Uh, on that Man. gail uh plug away <laughs> on how we find you where we find you where we read you plug away again uh you find me on the boxing twitter that cesspool of uh, uh righteousness <laughs> at pr <laughs> pr pro san diego and i'm willing to mix it up with all y'all she takes on all comers. And again, read her on comdiginews.com, newyorkfights.com, Michael Woods and Abe Gonzalez's site, nyfights.com. Right. Always love the insight. Gail, thank you. We appreciate you hanging with us on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Thank you. Thank you. The difference for you folks, Comdigi News, that's my regular recaps and previews. And my fights, that's where I get to swear. <laughs> love that. Be well, Gail. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Love her insight. She knows her stuff. What is all this inside stuff about macaroni salad and all of that? Uh, yeah, there, there's something about food with you, Marquise, Gail, the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Marquise. We're just looking out for your dietary needs. TJ, they, they offered the boxing media free food. It, it wasn't worth the free food. I'm just, you, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> you would have been better off at a vending machine in the T-Mobile Arena is what you're saying. Pretty much. Uh, okay. Let's get to it. Uh, we have laid it out. Herring Stevenson, we heard from the champ earlier. Go over the uh, the odds here. Our friends at sportsgamblingpodcast.com are very interested in this. Go over the odds and what we think. What I think, TJ, uh, the odds currently, uh, Shakur Stevenson is pretty much favored across the board. Pretty much, either, depending on what sports book you're using, 7-1 to one to 9-1 to one at some in some places. And Herring is, is the that too high? Gail was me- saying that. Do you agree? I agree, and the big thing, TJ, is is uh, if if you listen to this podcast, get to this before this weigh-in takes place because I'm pretty sure that number for Herring is going to go down because what will happen at the weigh-in, TJ, 
PJ is, and I, and I said this to both these guys, Herring is the longer rangier guy at 130. And that's going to be a very, very apparent. If you didn't see the, the, the press conference today where they, they didn't really do anything, you'll definitely see it when they take their clothes off at the weigh-in. That Herring looks a taller, lankier, and that the odds may go down uh, on the, on the basis of that. Do we have an under over? I haven't, I haven't found one. Did we find an under over or do, are we of the belief this is going to go a while, if not the distance? What do you think Marquise? I think this goes the distance and the only, the only place I've seen an, an actual uh, odds on it, I want to say it was 10 and a half. So they think the same mm. thing at this point, you might as well just go ahead and push the over on that. This, this fight's going to go all 36 minutes. As we talked with Jamel and he said, volume punching and activity, uh, for Stevenson, what what's the key for him here? He is favored. What's the key in your mind? My thinking, TJ, with Stevenson and, and why he's favored so much is I think they're going. I think the one thing that they're using is they're going to have thinking. It's age over experience is what the, the theory on all of this is, and and. Shakur is a faster fighter, especially with hand speed. The one thing he doesn't have, and we've seen in his past few fights, is the power or the consistency to keep it up going past that. We saw in the Nakatilia fight, he kind of was one and done. The Toka Khan Cleary fight, the same thing. And it, 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 in order for that to change, Stevenson has to change with this fight against Herring because Herring sounds like he's going to press the issue on him. All right. Very interesting. Veteran, as Gail told us, there's, what, 11 years of age difference in between the two? We're right at 10 years of age difference. Yes. with Herring being the veteran. So let's see how that part factors and plays out. Uh, on the undercard, on the uh, top-ranked ESPN undercard from Atlanta, what stands out, Marquise Johns, for those that are interested and or might be wagering, et cetera? Uh, Wagering-wise, nothing much. It's, a, it's, a, it's pretty much this card after, outside of Herring. Stevenson's a showcase for a lot of these fighters. The big names on this fight card, however, and pretty much the majority of the attendance that's going to bring along with it. Evan Holyfield, Evander Holyfield's son's going to be fighting in action on this card on the undercard. Uh, he's facing some favorable opposition. Same as Nico Ali Wash as well, who, the, the grandfather, godson of Muhammad Ali. He's going to be in the second pro fight against a guy he should knock out probably in two rounds or less. And uh, Xander Zayas. Zayas is also an action. Zayas, uh, junior middleweight in a six-round fight. So kind of some prospects. And you mentioned Evan Holyfield. He's had four or five fights. The son of the former undisputed champion. Obviously an Atlanta tie. That's Holyfield's hometown. And Evan Holyfield's hometown as well. Let's see if the undercard is pretty good. I, I, we, we are both of the belief, just real quick one more time, this should be an entertaining main event Saturday night somewhere around 11, 11.30 Eastern time for Herring and Shakur Stevenson. That's what I think, TJ. And the broadcast starts at 10.30, but there's no way the two fights in front of us are going to go an hour. And I think they're scheduled. I think one's a 10-rounder, and I think that the, the Nico Ali Wash fight's an eight-rounder at most. I think it's there's a four-rounder. No I think I saw a four-rounder or a six-rounder at the most. You're right. So, yeah, so yeah, so these these fights are going to get in and get out, per se. So you'll, you'll have plenty of time to, to settle in about 11.30-ish for this main event. Yeah, uh, an entertaining night of boxing, so we believe. We have had a busy, busy show. Thanks to Jamel Herring, the champ. Good luck to him. Again, you root for the story, and you root for guys like this. Let's see what he can do with Shakur Stevenson. Again, he's a winner already uh, in terms of cashing in on the notoriety and the biggest payday of his career uh, with getting this moment for Herring against Stevenson Saturday night in Atlanta. Thanks also to Gail Falkenthal in San Diego, the PR pro. Marquise, anything else to cover before we get out of here on the podcast? Uh, just follow the website, bigfightweekend.com, your source for all things boxing news, past, present, future. We'll be live in action at Herring Stevenson. I'll, I'm, I'm assuming there won't be too many folks at this fight card. ESPN <laughs> Top Rings may already been complaining about that. So you may see me on TV, unfortunately, guys. Spoiler <laughs> alert. So Have I'll be alerted there. the authorities in Georgia that you're on the way. Everything is kosher with that. You're good. 
I, I, I did alert the big boss man, as you well know, TJ, from Cobb County. Make sure I can get in and get out. <laughs> <laughs> Pro wrestling reference from Marquise headed to Atlanta, where there might be an Evander Holyfield sighting with his son fighting, and he's from Atlanta. He could be there as well. Let's see what happens. Marquise will be there. Great stuff, my friend. We'll be reading in the preview mode, the recap mode on the website, etc. Absolutely, TJ. Thanks so much. There is Marquise Johns. I'm merely TJ Reeves. Again, follow us at Big Fight Weekend on Twitter. Follow Big Fight Weekend on Facebook for our stories, our insight, and the website as well. Always love this stuff. Again, we are done for now. Subscribe to the podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. For now, we are done. I am merely TJ Reeves. Enjoy hearing Stevenson. Well, keep reading the website. We're back next week to wrap up the month of October on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Bye.